What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Monday, November 1st. I'm Gideon Resnick. And I'm Priyanka Arabindi, and this is What A Day, the only podcast that can rival the electric chemistry of Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson holding hands. Yeah, you're kind of freaked out. You're also intrigued. You're definitely going to stay for more. That's what we're uh, getting at. Kravis, Kim and Pete, like that is what we are competing with. We are up there in that level of excitement, confusion, but you're into it. You can't (laughs) stop watching. On today's show, the FDA greenlights the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine for kids ages 5 to 11, plus American Airlines grounded 1,800 flights this past weekend. That is quite a few. Uh, But first, let's bring you some updates from this year's G20 summit in Rome. And let's jog people's memories really quickly here. What was this summit about, Priyanka? Who was there? What are some of the basics? Yeah, okay. Happy to get everyone up to speed. The G20 is an annual summit of leaders from the world's leading 20 economies. They meet every year over two days to discuss major economic and social issues affecting the world. The goal is that by the end of the conference, they can all release a joint statement committing their countries to certain cooperative actions. Mm. This year's summit was the first in person since the start of COVID and was Joe Biden's first as the president of the U.S., They were expected to discuss everything from climate change to the supply chain to the pandemic and more. Yeah, quite a lot on their plate. So what do we know about what actually happened? Yeah, okay, let's start with the good stuff. So on Saturday, President Biden and other leaders formally endorsed a new global corporate minimum tax of 15%. Hmm. This follows months of negotiation and years of declining tax rates on corporations worldwide. So under this agreement... Corporations that are trying to avoid taxes by moving their profits to low-tax countries will now be forced to pay the difference. And supporters are hopeful that because so many countries have agreed to this minimum rate, companies will stop trying to relocate their headquarters abroad to evade taxes. They will move on to the next tax evasion thing that they can figure out. Precisely. Okay, so also climate conversations at the summit Very, very highly anticipated, of course. What happened there? Yeah, definitely. So in terms of climate, this meeting was a gathering of really heavy hitters. The G20 countries basically account for 60% of the world's population and an estimated 80% of global greenhouse gas emissions. Wow. Everyone there seemed to acknowledge that climate change is a major issue, but not everybody was ready to make the firm commitments that are really necessary to combat it. Mm. So... By the end of the summit yesterday, G20 members agreed to stop coal financing by the end of the year and to contain global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. But as I was saying, there's no firm commitments on key elements like the net zero pledge to reach net zero carbon emissions by 2050 Mm. or when every country will phase out coal as an energy source. The group also acknowledged that methane emissions are a major contributor to climate change, but they as a group did not express support for the Global Methane Pledge. 
Experts on climate policy are saying that the agreements they did reach are making modest progress, but that they lack the substance and the explicit goals that are really necessary to see follow through here. Yeah, it seems like everybody's waiting for people to actually meet the moment and we're still sort of waiting. Yeah, not great. And then in addition to that, there were some holdouts to even these agreements as well, right? Yeah, definitely. So President Biden said he was disappointed that more wasn't done. Here is what he had to say. The disappointment relates to the fact that not only Russia, but China basically didn't show up in terms of any commitments to deal with climate change. China and Russia, for example, are top carbon emitters and likely the reason behind the lack of a unified target date for hitting those net emission goals. India, China and Russia likely made it difficult to settle on a specific date to end the use of coal, and Australia refused to support the Global Methane Pledge. So really a few major holdouts across many of these provisions. Yeah, and so given all of that, what has the reaction been like to these agreements that they did make then? People invested in the climate crisis are understandably a bit frustrated. Greta Thunberg complained of world leaders who are just making climate statements, saying, quote, because it makes them popular. Mm. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said he was leaving the summit with his, quote, hopes unfulfilled. Mm. Claire Fison, who's an expert who co-leads the policy team at Climate Analytics, I thought stated this really well. She basically said all eyes are on the G20. If they don't move fast enough, the rest of the world can't compensate for that. Right. Everybody is looking for a leader and a person to bear responsibility for their own actions and uh, appears they're still sort of waiting. Yeah. So this was just the beginning, though, of this round of major climate talks that we're going to see. Yeah. So the 12-day UN Climate Change Conference just started in Scotland yesterday. That is another annual summit, but this time it is all about global warming. Mm. So 20,000 diplomats, heads of state, and activists will all be there with the goal of setting new targets to cut emissions. This year's results are especially highly anticipated. It's being called the last best chance for countries to pledge dramatic action. And many of the G20 leaders went straight to these meetings after the summit in Rome wrapped up. Biden himself will arrive today, and we will continue to keep you updated. And next week, Cricket's own Ben Rhodes will join us from there for a dispatch, which will be very exciting. Yes, hopefully there are... um tangible quality things that are emerging from this. Fingers crossed we have some good news to share soon. Yeah. Last best chance is right. Um, Shifting gears to another developing story. As we exit a month that became known as Striketober, there is still a lot to keep an eye on in terms of labor and organizing in the U.S. As we mentioned on the show before, employees at several Starbucks stores in the Buffalo area of New York have been looking to unionize. And if they did, it would be a first for the company and could potentially lead to a broader push around the country. And last Thursday, something important happened in this effort that we wanted to update you on. Yeah, and it has to do with the National Labor Relations Board. So walk us through what happened there. We have to take a step back for a second. Workers at three different stores filed for union elections back in August. And this past week, this NLRB official said they can hold three separate elections. Now, Starbucks, on the other hand, wanted all 20 or so stores that they have in the Buffalo area to vote on one single ballot, but organizers saw that as a delay tactic. And what's better for workers here with these three separate elections is that there only needs to be a majority at one store to form the union. Starbucks can apparently still appeal this NLRB ruling, but beginning next week, mail ballot voting can actually begin. Okay, so it sounds like things are moving. What is the feeling among workers here? They're feeling like things are moving and that they are going to unionize. For more on all of this, I spoke with Casey Moore, a barista at a Buffalo area location. Here is some of what she had to say about why she wanted to get involved in the unionizing efforts. You know, working through the pandemic and 
hearing service workers be called essential, but like, this is the hardest job I've ever had. Like, it's exhausting. People are horrible. Like, people treat you like you're not even human. After the pandemic and things, like, there's, you know, you read all these things about there being a labor shortage. Like, we need to raise the living standards for all service employees. Like, it's not sustainable. Um, And I think, like, unionizing is really through, like, going through this process, I'm learning, like, that's the best way to do it. And to that point, one of the issues that is important to her is better pay for everyone, basically, across the board. I'm relatively a new barista at Starbucks. I've been there four or five months, but I have friends who have been working at Starbucks for 11 years and make less than 30 cents more than what I make. Wow. Okay. So we've also reported about various Starbucks officials converging on stores in the area. Workers saw that as an effort to stop the union from forming. What did she have to say about that? Yeah. So Moore said that it creates these log jams, like physical log jams in terms of actually doing your work. We call it bar when you're like making drinks and stuff. And I have been on bar where it's been, we've had a line almost leading into the highway and people are trying to talk to me and ask like, what do, how can I make this experience better? Like, what would I change about Starbucks to make it better? And I'm like, I'm just trying to do my job. <laughs> um, so it's distracting. Yeah, like people hovering over and presenting themselves as people that are trying to help. But in essence, if you're there, it feels very much like these people are looking at you and trying to figure out what it is that you're doing. Also just like incredibly unhelpful and totally in the way. Right, exactly. And then Moore also said that these often so-called quote-unquote support managers got in the way of organizing, which could be the intent here. Before corporate showed up, I was able to talk to my coworkers on the floor and like have like honest conversations and like be able to provide information since I'm on the organizing committee and stuff. Um, Since corporate has come, it's almost been impossible to talk about the union on the floor because people are terrified. So it's not only like disruptive to our workday, but it's also prohibiting us from actually being able to organize. Yeah, it seems like that's probably the point of them doing that, but Mm -hmm. which is horrible. But you're mentioning that voting can start next week. What happens after that? How long does this go on? What are the next steps? It's going to take some time. So workers can cast ballots until December 8th. Um, We're expecting them to be counted as soon as the next day. We're probably also expecting a lot in terms of response from Starbucks here over the next couple of weeks. So we're going to check back in on this story as the ballots go out and link to some more good reporting on what the efforts to actually defeat this look like from Starbucks. More on all that soon, but that is the latest for now. We're going to be back right after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, Books promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, 
and so much more. Plus, fast-growing trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, Fast Growing Trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Young kids got a treat last Friday when the FDA authorized Pfizer-BioNTech's vaccine for children 5 to 11. I hope that they got some tastier treats last night, but, you know, this is still a good one. The kid-sized dose would be one-third of what people 12 and older get, and tomorrow the CDC's advisory committee will meet on this too. If they also sign off, about 28 million children will be eligible to receive shots as early as Wednesday. Young kids account for about 9% of reported cases in the U.S., although vaccines may be a tough sell for some parents. According to a recent survey by the Kaiser Family Foundation, over two-thirds of parents said they were very or somewhat concerned about long-term side effects. But the FDA says that the vaccine is safe for children in this age range and that studies showed no serious side effects. Meanwhile, Moderna faces hurdles for getting its own vaccine approved for kids. The FDA is investigating if the shot might be connected to rare heart problems found in kids ages 12 to 17. The agency said it would need more time to look into the issue and might postpone its decision until January. I'm just imagining people on stoops now just like passing out needles to children saying like, here's your Pfizer. Take one only. Leave leave some for your other fellow (laughs) trick-or-treaters. Exactly. Exactly. Be kind. We don't recommend that, to be clear, as you know. For years, one of the largest privately run prison companies in the U.S., the Geo Group, relied on immigration detainees for labor. On Friday, a federal jury in Tacoma, Washington, said GEO owes former detainees of the detention center in that city $17.3 million in back pay. So the company paid them $1 a day for cooking, cleaning, and other tasks. GEO could have paid them more. In just 2018, the company made $18.6 million from the Tacoma facility. Uh, This court judgment came from a class action suit by Washington State, which accused GEO of violating state labor law. And the jury said that the pay was a violation of the state's minimum wage law. The company tried to argue that the detainees were not employees under state law and that the state itself pays less than minimum wage to prisoners in its own publicly run facilities. 
but that argument did not hold up. About 10,000 former detainees will be eligible to split that back pay. Great news for anyone whose favorite part of travel is the awesome vibes in the terminal. Over the weekend, American Airlines canceled over 1,800 flights after strong winds led to delays at their Dallas-Fort Worth hub, leading to snowballing cancellations across the country. On Sunday alone, the major airline ended up canceling 18% of its overall operations. Wow. American Airlines is far from the only airline to encounter mass cancellations in recent memory. In August, Spirit Airlines canceled 2,800 flights over a 10-day period, while in October, Southwest canceled 2,000 trips, resulting in a $75 million loss for the company. Airline companies are blaming the mass cancellations on staffing shortages following the pandemic, a problem that's only compounded by seemingly minor weather events. As a jet setter myself, let me impart some wisdom. Every time you go to the airport, pack a few granola bars, bring something to read, and be prepared to have the worst day of your entire life. Mm-hmm. You're going to pay $35 for a bottle of water, and then your bag is uh, actually going to have to be checked, unfortunately. Um, that's just yeah. the, the rules. Nothing to do. Nothing we can do about it. No, nothing we can do. It is that one time a year that Cleveland, Ohio is in the news. Hey, and no, there was not a freak roller coaster accident at Cedar Point. Uh, Sandusky, as Ohio listeners know, the 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction took place Saturday at Cleveland's Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, inducting Tina Turner, Carol King, the Go Go's, Todd Rundgren, the Foo Fighters, and Jay Z into their hallowed halls of shreddery. Also, Daily Mix number two for me on Spotify. Uh, This year's inductees joined the esteemed company of music megastars like Chuck Berry, Elvis Presley, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The ceremony was filled with performances and speeches from some of music's biggest names, as well as others, uh, with Taylor Swift, (laughs) Jennifer Lopez, Eminem, Paul McCartney, and Christina Aguilera all taking the stage. And yes, that is a lot of names, but this ceremony was five hours long. That is both Hobbits back-to-back. For any music heads listening, first of all, rock on and secondly hbo will be streaming the ceremony starting november 20th until then we'll just have to wait and see if the cameras could properly capture the raw uncut rock and roll energy of cleveland ohio this doesn't really make that much sense to me because like why unlike any other award show is this being aired like a month later like what is the hold up why if you're into this thing you've seen this thing right like what what, i don't know i mean you sold it to hbo like why don't you have them like play it live i don't know yeah that makes no sense to me And those are the headlines. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe. Leave a review. Hold hands with Pete Davidson on a roller coaster and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just the American Airlines refund policy like me, (laughs) What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. I'm Gideon Resnick. And And rock rock on on Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. Ohio. We don't need to tell you. You rock. We don't. You already all know. the time. You you invented it, basically. I think. Who knows? Yeah, sure. I don't. I don't. <laughs> what a day is a production of Cricket Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine is our associate producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran and myself. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. 
It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Shop Chef Quality Pots and Pans at MadeInCookware.com. Feel like you got enough to do already? I do. That's why I use Ship same-day delivery to keep up with my busy life. They know the snacks I like down to the extra creamy in my peanut butter. I can get deliveries at home, on set, or even when I'm away on vacay. And my personal shopper, Amber, she's got my back. As in, she asks them to check the back if it's not on the shelf. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com slash high.